Welcome to Spirit School. I'm your mentor, Danielle Serenk, also known as the Squamish Medium. In this podcast, I share honestly all I have learned about the mediumship and spiritual development journey. My intention is to normalize these conversations, to make way for a more confident, clear, and connected wave of lightworkers, serving the world of spirit with an open and joyful soul. Welcome again to Spirit School. Hello, Spirit School listeners. It's so exciting to have you back on another episode. As you may have seen on my Instagram, the Spirit School podcast just crossed last week at the time I'm recording this on the 17th of May, 200,000 downloads. 200,000 downloads, guys. Like this is mind-blowing to me. You have to think when I started the Spirit School podcast in November of 2018, or it was December 2018, I was getting about five downloads a week. Granted, I wasn't telling people I had a podcast, but I was only really getting five downloads a week. And that to me was actually pretty mind-blowing at the time, considering I wasn't talking about it and people were just like finding it and stumbling upon it. And of course, you are familiar with the story of my podcast. And if you aren't, you can go check my Instagram. I share a little bit of context around this. But the growth really started to happen in the Spirit School podcast around January of 2020, when my listenership went from about 3,000 downloads a month, which again is very respectable, to over 10,000 downloads a month overnight. And it has consistently held between 10 and 15,000 downloads every single month since then. So I feel incredibly blessed. I just want to raise my hands to you guys for continuing to listen and download and resonating with the things that I have to share with you all and on behalf of the world of spirit. Also, just a little plug promo, my podcasting course, The Empire Podcaster, is currently 50% off and it will be disappearing in June. I am currently restructuring Spirit School, my online school, which is a spinoff of this podcast, which is going to be incredible changes, but I'm going to be retiring some of my signature evergreen courses, which is the Language of Spirit around the Claire's, the Empowered Podcaster, as well as the Angel Hour, which is how to connect with your angels and highlighting five of my personal favorite angels. So all those are 50% off right now. You can go download them if you want, and they will be disappearing in about three weeks. If you have purchased it, you will have lifetime access still. I'm not deleting them. I'm just making space in spirit school for a more defined pathway to development and spiritual entrepreneurship. So all that work is being done in the background. Also exciting, spirit school officially is off social media. And I'm so excited that we have found a platform that we can host the community for spirit school on. And we're currently beta testing it right now with the calling registrants. So they're the first ones to go into the new platform and experience it. And it is completely off of social media. I think it's really important as brands and entrepreneurs that we have a really good balance about building our practices off social media and on social media. We can't really rely on these social media giants to continually grow organically. And so I've been very passionate about playing with building Spirit School and building my Squamish Medium brand off of social media more so than on. So this is all part of the experimentation and the collective will be moving there in June. And I'm so excited to not be relying on Facebook anymore for my growth and for my audience to connect in with. 
We don't need to get into it here today, but I just wanted to say thank you guys for listening to the podcast because without this podcast, Spirit School wouldn't exist. And without this podcast and Spirit School, I wouldn't be able to do this incredible work that just absolutely fills me up and fills my heart. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I am genuinely appreciative. And I don't know where you guys are leaving reviews. I know most of my listeners are on Spotify, but I get an email every month from this chartable site, which I didn't even think I registered for. And they're constantly sending me new reviews that you guys are sending because not many people are listening on Apple iTunes anymore, which is where typically you would be able to leave reviews. But I just want to say thank you. Wherever you are figuring out how to leave these reviews, I am seeing them and I am reading them and they mean the absolute world to me. So I really, really, really appreciate it. So the topic I wanted to talk about today is around good enough. And I want to talk about it from the development lens for lightworkers. So this is, again, psychics and mediums and Reiki practitioners, angel connectors, animal communicators. Everything goes within this. Coaches, mentors, it all goes. When you have a heart-centered, service-based career, when you hear the phrase good enough, Oh, see, I could just feel it. So from that lens of development, because so many people who listen in are obviously developing their own abilities. Say it out loud. I'm good enough. Do you expand or contract? I will say that I tested this before I hit record. And when I looked at my life, when I looked at like my house, when I looked at, you know, what my children are able to do, when I look at like my marriage, I'm like, oh, it's good enough. It's like more than good enough in a lot of ways. It feels very expansive. But when I look at this inquiry from the lens of development, my readings, my teachings, my classes, my one-on-one clients, is what I did good enough? It's a very contracting feeling. And because I mentor so many people now, like in group as well as one-on-one, I will tell you that it is absolutely a consistent theme that a lot of people who are in the development space question their worthiness if they are good enough or if the reading was good enough or if the information was good enough or if the message was good enough or if there was enough evidence and enough, 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 enough. It can make your freaking head spin. And I've actually been building out this episode for quite some time. So hopefully you guys love it. And it is actually a co-created episode with my Spirit School Collective members, my membership, because I wanted to get their take on it. I was like, you know, what comes up for you? And I ask this of all you Spirit School listeners as well. What comes up for you when I say good enough when it comes to your spiritual practice? And if you have overcome the good enoughness, how did you get there and what did you do? So today's episode is going to be brought to you by my inspirations, but as well as the inspirations of these 25 divine beings who have put their um, input forward on this episode. So I know it's not just me. Okay, so the first thing I did and the first thing I want to say around this is I really sat there and got into like the nuance of this. And I was like, what does good enough even mean? I'm like, what meaning do we have as a society on this? And so I Googled good enough meaning. And I kid you not, the first thing that comes up is the dictionary, right? Dictionary.com, which holds, you know, a lot of like the English language knowledge within it. And it retranslated it to well enough, as in, yeah, I'm well enough. And like this mic drop moment happened for me where I was like, oh my gosh, like we made up this phrase. 
Like we literally made up the phrase good enough and gave it its meaning. Now, as I did some deeper search, it did appear on Urban Dictionary, which validated the initial hit that I got, which was around us creating this term that does nothing but make us feel less than and give it meaning and power. Can you sit with that for a second? We are giving this phrase good enough, its meaning and its power. It did not exist that long ago. So this is what I find online. This is what I find in the coaching space. Not so much in the mediumship space, to be honest with you. I don't see that as much. But what I do see a lot is, you know, a thought being in an echo chamber and continuing down this pathway. A comparable example is this narrative around mediumship where you need to wait six months for a reading. I always heard that and I always said it. My website even had in my policies, you got to wait six months for a reading. I didn't even question it because it was just said constantly. But then I would go through my mediumship practice and then find out that the spirit I was just communicating with only passed a month ago or two months ago or three months ago or even weeks ago. And I was able to connect and everything turned out fine. So I actually started questioning that narrative around you have to wait six months for a reading. And I understood the reasons behind it. I heard some people say it's because the spirit needs to learn how to communicate. I don't buy that at all, personally, to be honest with you. I think if a spirit communicator comes through and isn't expressing themselves very clearly, that isn't so much that they are learning what to do. It's because that is very symbolic of how they communicated here in the real life. So their sitter would recognize and understand like, oh, they actually weren't very good communicators when they were here. It's evidential in nature as far as I'm concerned. And then the other side of it, which I definitely can understand, is around the level of grief that a sitter has. Mediumship works in a three-way link, and we need three links to make a wonderful reading experience. That's our energy, spirit's energy, and the sitter's energy. And so often grief being such a, and I'm putting this in a non-judgmental way, but a lower vibrational feeling and emotion, which is unavoidable on this human experience. So grieve away, everybody. That's not what I'm trying to say. But for a medium that is not as experienced, it may be harder for them to keep their vibration and keep their energy in a place that can come over that grief sense. So it is true that potentially in my first year of mediumship, I would not have been able to, and I'm putting in air quotes, perform under the guise and under the energy of grief because it's pressure. But that's a human experience. That's my human that is unable to move beyond that level of grief. That is a very valid thing. But if you continue on this journey and gain more experience, I'm telling you now, try it for yourself that you will be able to read and connect in with the spirit and have a very successful connection with spirits who have passed for less than six months. And even if the sitter is in a deep state of grief, I do believe that because the more you learn about the energetic sovereignty of your human experience and your spiritual experience, you will be able to manage your energy in any situation. And believe me on that, that just takes experience and time. So comparing it to the phrase good enough is very in alignment, if you ask me. I imagine that at one time somebody said, oh, 
that wasn't good enough or this wasn't good enough. And then the echo chamber effect happens and then everybody starts parroting it. And then it becomes a thing and then it becomes a powerful thing because we give it all its meaning. Money is another perfect example. Somewhere along the way, somebody said, this is the value of society. And we gave money its meaning. Okay, so these are kind of like the comparable examples I want to talk about with the origin story of what is good enough anyways. It is simply a phrase that somebody said and that we all gave meaning to. So this is going to be part of how we move out of this is what individual meaning do we want to give to the phrase good enough? The other thing that we also need to look at when it comes to, you know, the energy around good enough is where did it start in our life? I know for me, looking back at my path, because I guide myself through all the experiences that I teach and that I offer to you guys, is that I was able to understand and recognize that at a very early age, I did feel criticized about certain things. I remember being 12 years old and buying a dress from Zellers. Any Canadian right now is having crazy nostalgia, but Zellers was the thing when you were a kid. And I bought this baby doll dress. And I remember somebody very close to me, I'm not going to name them because they might listen to the podcast and I don't want anyone to feel shame based off of my lived experience. But they said to me like, oh, that's for pregnant ladies. And I remember thinking at 12 years old, like the shame that came around that. And I took off that dress so quickly and I never wore it again. And I know that that might not seem like it connects but it does connect because I'm able to look at my past and understand that my story and my journey with good enough on the back end of that, on the flip side of that, is actually a lot of experiences of experiencing what I would feel would be criticism. So if I'm walking around saying like, that wasn't good enough, that wasn't good enough, that wasn't good enough, what am I doing? I'm protecting myself because then if somebody criticizes me, for not being good enough, I'm like, I already see it. Don't worry, you can't hurt me because I'm just hurting myself over here. Does this make sense for you? You following me? So that's my personal journey with good enough. You're going to have to look at your own personal journey with good enough. Another thing that came up for some people within the collective is this comparison. Their good enough wound is actually one based off of comparison. So being very hyper aware of the magic that other people create in this world. And often for a lot of people, when they see other people doing things really well, all that does for somebody who's viewing that is recognizing what they don't have and what they aren't able to do. When really we can counter that by looking at what we do well and celebrating the shit out of that. Okay. And sorry to swear. So the comparison comes up a lot with the good enough. Well, I did good and it's good enough, but it's not this. And again, I want to be very clear with you guys. I've shared the story so many times. I don't think that we will ever get to a point in this human experience where we will ever feel done, that we'll ever feel completely mastered when it comes to spiritual growth and when it comes to development. Again, whether you're developing any modality, there is always going to be a next level. And what we have to recognize is where we are today is actually where we wished we would be not that long ago. But instead of taking a, you know, holy pause 
and reflecting on how far we've come, we're always looking at that next thing. And if we don't learn how to take that pause and reflect back and celebrate that we are actually being able to do things now that we couldn't do a year ago or two years ago or three years ago, then we're always going to be chasing the next thing and then living a life of discontentment and lacking true internal peace. We will always want to be better. We will always want to be more accurate. We will always want to deliver more healing messages and help people heal. That is part of what it means to be a light worker. That is what it means to be in the service-oriented space. There will always be a next level. And I had the opportunity to ask John Edwards, who is my childhood hero, him and Sylvia Brown. I've been watching them since I was 14 years old. And I so happened to be on TikTok one night and I was in the bath watching him do live readings on TikTok. And he said, just for the people who are listening here, email this email address, get a ticket. It's really cheap. You'll get to watch me do a private dem for an hour and then I'll answer 30 people's questions for an hour, the first 30 people. So I literally emailed. They sent me a link to register. It happened to be on my birthday and they said I could ask one question. Ooh, what question am I going to ask my childhood Hero, my mediumship hero, the person who made me fall in love with mediumship through his show, Crossing Over. And there's a few people who went before me and everyone was asking questions about themselves. Like, what about XYZ? Like, when will I find the one? Da, 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 da. And it didn't even occur to me to ask a question about myself. What I wanted to ask him and what I did ask him was I said, John, do you ever feel good enough? And he took a really deep exhale and he said, no. He said, no, and I don't expect I ever will. And I worry for the person who does. You guys, this is somebody who has over 30 years experience in the mediumship space and is a real leader and pioneer of modern day mediumship and publicized mediumship on the big stage. So that changed everything for me, and that's why I want to share it as part of this podcast episode, because if that person who has been doing this for so long still feels like that, then I have to stop giving good enough power. Then good enough is something that I have to remove from my vocabulary, because I get to choose my beliefs, and if I decide to choose to have this arbitrary measuring stick of what good enough is, I'm going to choose not to have it. Why don't I go through life just celebrating everything I do? Not being so focused on everything I didn't do. This is another thing I see a lot of readers do is that they will tell their sitters things that they don't get. I don't get this. I, I did that too, guys. I'm like, I can only speak about this stuff because I've experienced it and I've done it all, okay? I get it. And we try to protect ourselves by managing the expectations and managing the level of disappointment by on the onset, letting our sitter know that we're not good enough by way of saying, I don't typically get this, but, or I could be wrong, but, and what we're doing is we're really kind of protecting our egos. Again, I don't hate the ego. I don't think the ego is something that we need to fight or combat or eliminate or terminate in any way. I think it's actually something we really need in this life and it keeps us in check a lot. But doing something like that is trying to protect our ego in a way that if we get it wrong, we're less hurt. But you have to think about the sitter's experience. They don't need to know what you don't get. 
They don't need to know what you don't specialize in. We need to get into the habit of celebrating the things we do get. I teach a lot of my mediumship students about how important the introduction of a session is and how that's really the space to shake out any nerves, to set the ground rules, what you need of the sitter, give them a role, explain to them how you work. And this is a really fantastic opportunity to showcase and share what you do really well. So I will often tell on my sitters, you know, I'm definitely a feel-based medium. So I'm able to bring through personalities. I'm able to bring through like emotional information and relationship type information. Also messages come through that feeling space. So there will be some healing messages here with you today, right? Whereas before I really kind of healed my good enoughness, which again was only in the past couple of years, like two years. I would have said, you know, I don't do predictive work. I don't get names. I don't get things specific that you told the world of spirit that you really wanted to get because that's just too much pressure for me. And though that was true, what that does for us on an energetic level is just plummet our energy. If mediumship requires us to be expansive and expanded, Doing things like that only drops our energy and makes it harder for us to get into that vibrational space of expansiveness where we blend with the world of spirit that we can make those clear connections. And this is how come confidence has to come into play with this because I heard a phrase, it was Dominic Bogue who I've had on the podcast, who was my mentor in 2020 and 2021. And he said, Confidence is the only thing that separates a good medium from a great medium. And there is a lot of linkages behind good enough and confidence. They don't even sit at the same vibration, but I feel like they are like opposites in a way. So if you can lean into acceptance right here now with me, that you will always want to be better, that there will always be things to work on, that there will always be drives and desires in this work then let go, then let go and just accept the fact that, you know, you're good enough just because you're showing up. You're good enough because you sustain this path. You're good enough because you keep going. And we're going to work on maybe even potentially eliminating the phrase good enough from our energy, especially if we are activated by it. Again, just want to recognize here that this isn't going to be the same case for everybody. And that there are some people who this is not an issue for. I am speaking to those that this is an issue for and that this is something that is keeping you from feeling fulfilled on your path. Can you imagine the world of spirit? Your guides just sitting there like wondering like when are they going to start having some fun? When are they going to lighten up? When are they going to stop being so hard on themselves? which is where I want to go next with this topic. I do believe that there is a piece of us for most of us that has this little internal bully that continues to berate us, that continues to give us impossible measuring sticks around expectations, that is a little inner saboteur that is really hard on us. And I do believe that there's an aspect of ourselves that is just naturally hard on ourselves. And again, this can be a motivator for some people. I really want to recognize that. Sometimes people don't move until they're like really uncomfortable. 
but there has to be a better way. And I feel often that sometimes when we have these stories, like that reading wasn't good enough or the evidence wasn't good enough, it's our little internal bully that is really sabotaging the show. One thing I would ask you to consider is naming that little inner bully, sitting with them, talking to them, countering their inner voice with again, like what you do well, but also recognizing that that is not your true voice. I love the work of Caroline Mice. I think she's a living legend, a living legend. And I resonate so much with her body of work. And she has a book called like Advanced Energy Anatomy. It's not the anatomy of spirit, but it's the one that precedes that or it's the one that's after that. And it's called like Advanced Energy. And she talks about the four archetypes that we all have. There are 26 or something in total, but there's four that each of us have, which is the prostitute. Want to talk about prostitute just for a second. It's just basically I was in my prostitute archetype when I was in the corporate world and too scared to leave the corporate world, even though my health was suffering because of the money. That was my inner prostitute really guiding that show. It's like you need the money, forget the health, et cetera, et cetera. The child, the victim, and the saboteur. So I get the sense that this narrative around good enough is really the role of the saboteur. And it's our little internal saboteur archetype that is running amok. So if we can see it as that and not personalize it and not embody that narrative and understand that's an aspect of ourselves, the saboteur aspect of ourselves that comes up and reminds us (laughs) that we still have so far to go. When in reality, if we were to tune into our bodies and center ourselves for a moment, we would fully accept, yeah, I still have a long way to go, but look how far I've come. Can you feel the difference in that? So I really want you to see where you are giving meaning to the phrase good enough. And next time you say it, and next time you think it, stop for a second, center yourself and ask, Who's saying this? Why am I saying this? What happened? What came up? The other truth around good enough is the sitter and the reader's experience are typically very, very different. I have had readings that I have walked away from pretty much knowing that I bombed it and pretty much knowing, and I'm putting knowing in air quotes here, that it wasn't good enough, only to find out six months later when they book in again and send me all their friends, that it wasn't only good enough, but it was life-changing for them. So it's really subjective what good enough is. What I have learned from doing this work for a long time is the sitter's experience is very different from the reader's experience. The reader remembers the misses and the sitters more or less remember the hits. So how could we walk away from our sessions with two completely different experiences? And I believe it's because of the noise that goes on in our head. It's the dialogue. It's the way that we speak to ourselves. I've been telling you guys for about five years now, constantly and consistently, to clean up the internal dialogue. Now, keep in mind, I still slip into this too, but I've created enough tools for myself that I'm able to flip the switch really quickly. And for me, what works personally has been looking at how far I've come, looking at what I did get 
and asking the world of spirit, how can I improve? So then I'm not relying so much on my sitter's experience to validate me as a medium and validate me as a teacher. I have chosen to let the world of spirit guide me and tell me where I still need to do a little bit of work. So after my readings, I will sit back in my chair because the world of spirit really comes in from behind me. Again, that might be somebody else's experience, but I lean back and I exhale. And in the exhale, I say, how did I do spirit? How can I continue to improve? And I will listen for their feedback. Often I will be overcome with the sensation of love and I will be overcome with the sensation of gratitude. And to me, that always feels like the world of spirit is proud. And yeah, it wasn't perfect, but perfect is an illusion. There is no such thing as perfect. Because I have also had readings, guys, where like, I'm like, wow, I got so much information. I wish I could share this reading with the world, only to find out at the end where the sitter had said to me, I just wish there was one thing. I just wish there was one thing that would leave me with undeniable, you know, proof that that was actually them. And it made me like want to like scream where I'm like, what more could I possibly give? So even when things are in air quotes good enough, sometimes it's not for the other person. And we could make ourselves sick, like literally physically ill by being too overconcerned about the sitter's experience. Of course, it's a given that we want the sitter to have an amazing experience. You would not enter the development sphere if that wasn't the true passion behind what we're doing. But we have to learn as light workers to really balance the experience of the sitter with our own experience and not rely too much on the sitter's experience or their opinion of our experience to validate us in where we are in our body of work. If we can get to a place where we feel good about what we're doing, their compliments are extra. If we get to a point where we believe so much in ourselves in this work that if they're unhappy, we will be able to continue on despite that and understand that one reading that doesn't go amazing does not define us and does not define our body of work. We have to stop giving all of our power and needing all of our validation from the human sitter experience. So I have done this by choosing to serve the world of spirit and making sure that everything I do is on behalf of them. Even in my teaching, I've had so much clarity around this, and this is how come Spirit School is going through some major shifts right now, because I recognize and understand that even in my mentoring and my teaching, what I'm doing and my intention behind it is to build capacity for the world of spirit and build capacity for the spirit world. Think about the impact that that makes, right? And so I always think about the world of spirit, even more so than some of my clients I think about spirit communicators who have come through more than clients that have sat in my chair. And I know that that might not make everyone feel amazing, and I'm sorry if that doesn't. But as readers and as people who are sensitive beings, sometimes we have to find ways of doing this work in a way that keeps us healthy and sane. And that is how I've managed to do it. I have decided and declared to the world of spirit, I work on your behalf. And then... As long as I know that I'm in my integrity and doing everything that I feel like I'm being guided to do, the world of spirit is never disappointed. And they are never disappointed in us, even if I F things up. It's all good. You get to try again next time. We'll bring you this again and you'll get to choose differently. 
And you'll be able to teach people this because you've walked it. You've walked both paths of this. You've walked the shadow and the light of this exact thing. And therefore you can teach it. My membership is a good example. In my membership in the beginning, probably the first year, I killed myself. I made myself so sick trying to create something that pleased over 60 people. And it took me a whole year to realize I can't make everyone happy. So I stopped trying and I started asking my guides, what can I share this month? What do you think people need to know? And ever since then, the growth has been amazing. I have almost 100 people in that community now. And I have so much more enjoyed being in that space. And I've enjoyed teaching a lot more. So that pivot just took me getting really clear on what I'm doing here. I work for the world of spirit. If you do choose that you want to be a light worker that really serves the sitter, that's perfectly fine as well. It's 50-50 where people are at. You need to find your own way to lead yourself through experiences where the sitter may not be like blown away by you. And you have to still be able to move on and continue to serve because the world of spirit needs you doing this work. They really do. I also host mediumship masterminds. The public never hears about them because my membership mostly snags up the spots to work with me, whether it's one-on-one or in my masterminds. I'm wrapping up the two masterminds that started in January. One was an advanced mediumship mastermind, which ended up being more of like a business mastermind, which was so much fun. I can't wait to do another one. And the other one was an intermediate mediumship mastermind where I was taking seven incredible, some of my favorite clients I've ever had in my life, I love you ladies, my purpose pod. I adore the pants off of you guys and my um, power pod who just wrapped up my advanced mediumship. I love you guys so much too. I'm so excited to see what you do with the world. But this was a conversation we had with the purpose pod, the intermediate mediumship pod, which was taking seven women from doing practice readings to readings for the public. That huge leap and jump and all the things that come up for us with that. And we had a really intimate conversation on this topic there. And my spirit team gave me a wonderful exercise for them that I'm going to give to you all right now, which is around you decide what good enough is. Okay, so this is for the mediums out there. And if you are in another space like coaching, mentoring, Reiki, all that stuff, you can find your own parallel for this. But for the mediums out there, you get to decide what good enough is. And I want you to put an arbitrary number on that. Let's talk about evidence. There wasn't enough evidence. The evidence wasn't good enough. I want you to stop and pause, grab a pen and paper, and make a list. How many pieces of evidence do you need to provide for you to feel good enough? Two, five, 10, 15? Doesn't matter. You decide because this is your number. This is your measuring stick. Write it down. Are there pieces of information that you will not be able to leave a reading not getting, meaning if you think names are the holy grail that define you as a, in air quotes, good enough medium, write that down on the list. I need to get a name. Okay. I need to get a passing. I need to get a personality. I need to get an appearance. I need to get a memory. You write down your own measuring stick on what good enough is and be flexible that that stick will change as you grow and evolve then you get something that you created that is your own measuring stick around good enough. And only do this until you're willing to release and let go of that phrase, which is going to be the last piece of homework for you. And when you leave a session, 
I'm going to have it pretty soon. I'm going to have a assessment guide available for you guys who are listening, who are outside of my community because my membership gets all these goodies. But I'm going to start releasing a little bit of it to people outside of my membership without a doubt. But when you're done your reading, you have your own checklist and you get to cross those things off and you get to move beyond that narrative and that story of being good enough because you have something tangible in front of you that you can look at and cross-reference. Because we don't typically have something like this in our human experience, we just walk around with this overwhelming feeling of not enoughness. And so to counter that, let's give it a name. Let's give it a number that's going to look different for everybody. You can't teach this in mediumship saying five pieces and move on because guess what? Five pieces is going to be too much for some people and not nearly enough for others. That's like a mediumship can't have this rigid one-size-fits-all structure. So I'm asking you right now to identify for yourself what is good enough. Five pieces of evidence and two messages, right? Maybe like 10 pieces of evidence and memories, like a couple solid memories. Maybe it's three spirit communicators. Maybe good enough is the one person they were hoping to hear from. You get to decide. There are no rules. This is unregulated. And every sitter will value different information. Names may wow one sitter, but for another, they could think that you could look it up. So we can't have these measuring sticks and expect them to please every single person who sits in our chair. But what we need to do is what makes me happy and then work towards those goals. If you want to be known for names and you write that down in your list, I want five names. You declare to the world of spirit, I am a medium who gets names and allow them, give them the space, give them the freedom and surrender into it and allow them to bring them through to you. They just needed to know what you wanted. This is where we get clarity, right? So my brand is all around confidence, clarity and connection. This is the clarity piece and the confidence piece. Okay. I do believe it will happen for all of you. So that's one thing that you can do. The other thing I really want you to consider doing as part of this is replacing the whole phrase altogether good enough. It doesn't have good juju. And we don't know who made up this phrase. And we know that as a collective, we all gave it meaning. But does it have to exist in our practices? I don't think so. What if we end the session with, I'm so glad I showed up and I did the very best I could. Spirit, are you proud? Yes, they're always proud. Move on. Keep going. Know that one reading that doesn't go your way does not define your entire practice. Ten readings that would be considered not good enough does not define you as a light worker unless you let it. This is how powerful we are in this work. And this is how much empowerment the world of spirit gifts us as lightworkers on this path. We have a lot more power here than we may think that we do. So I'm excited to hear your thoughts on this episode. And I'm excited to hear what techniques you use to move beyond this narrative. And you're welcome to message me on Instagram. Me or Andrea, my community manager, will respond. If you're my collective, please post in the community. I would love to hear your thoughts on this. And I would love to hear if you have moved beyond this narrative in another way that I didn't mention that I could be aware of to share with the future students. 
If you are looking for a really safe space to come develop in, I'm putting safe in air quotes because, of course, safe to me may not be safe to you. I have to recognize that. But if you want a space with the intention of it behind it is to be a safe space for you to stretch your aura and practice your magic, the collective is by far the best place that you can come. And I'm not an egomaniac. I think you guys know that about me, but I've had hundreds of people walk through this space and I know that it has helped people um, become more confident and clear and connected to their abilities and their purpose on this path. It's a beautiful community. We will be moving fully off of social media next month. So if you're not a Facebook fan, neither am I. By next month, we will be completely off of social media. So you don't have to worry about making a post that somebody might see like a boss or a relative if you're not ready for it. We have created a cozy little off social media space that is just for us to talk, to learn, to share, to grow, to expand together. You are not alone on this path. And that's my dharma. That's my passion is creating these type of community spaces so more people can step into this work and so more people can feel confident on their paths. I will be starting to do monthly demonstrations in that space. I'm declaring it here now because I haven't done it for so long because I've had to do my own healing around that. And I will be starting to do monthly demonstrations in that space as a way to teach people around mediumship and working for the public and doing larger group events and the price of the membership will also be going up when we move off Facebook onto the new container so it's 111 a month right now it will be going up mid-June so but another month from now that's not meant to create scarcity in your experience it's just giving you informed consent if it is something that you have been thinking about joining and you weren't sure if now's the time if you want to save a little bit of money then now is the time because it's just going to continue to grow, continue to expand, and I'm going to be continuing to put more of my time, more of my effort, more of my energy into spirit school, into the membership, into the online school. Because again, I'm crystal clear now that my path forward is to build capacity for the world of spirit. So I look forward to being your mentor, whether it's through this podcast, whether it's through Instagram, whether it's from a collective or whether it's through one of my programs. And my wish and my desire for you is that you know that you are more than enough for the world of spirit and you have done a fantastic job for them and you have nothing to be ashamed of and you have nothing to cringe over. You have done everything exactly as it needed to be done. So forgive yourself, move on and keep going. I love you all. We'll see you on the next episode. Did you know that Spirit School is not just a podcast? It's an actual school. If you go to myspiritschool.com, you can invest in self-study courses, live programs, and of course, the Spirit School Collective, my baby, my monthly membership community. All Spirit School offerings are intended to get you feeling clear, confident, and connected to your spiritual path, your development journey, and of course, connected to other spiritual curious souls who are having similar experiences to you. I hope to see you in Spirit School.